What's up, everyone, and welcome to another episode of In These Quarantines. I am your friendly board host, Juggernauts, and let's jump right in, shall we? Alright, so um, this is kind of a new segment I want to introduce. Um, there's a lot of movie news that comes and goes, but usually I don't have time to drop or talk on them because they should either get stale or, you know, kind of um, already talked about. So what I want to be doing is, because right now we are kind of in the peak period of quality TV, from either hbo from disney from amc you know from all the um, numerous um, studios so i want to do a segment called screenanigans which is just basically going to focus on all the major new episodes of each shows i've dropped or each major show not all shows i can't watch all shows but i'm following a lot of shows right now and i just want to talk on each of them so far uh, of course for this first episode i'm going to be talking on multiple episodes I already aired but maybe from next week um, I'll be able to ro- talk on the more recent episodes so I'm gonna start with my favorite so far right now and I'll just come down the line uh, and that's House of the Dragon and my goodness I mean I know a lot of people bitch about the finale of Game of Thrones season 8 and I, I also wasn't a big fan of it I thought it really dropped in quality and I think um, you know there's a lot of um, rushing that, was, that went on that took place but that being said my goodness House of the Dragon has just been going from strength to strength. From the first episode to the sixth one that dropped um, over the weekend. It's such a brilliant show. I mean, I remember when it was announced and I saw, I saw the trailer. I was already hyped from the trailer. But then the first episode just throws you back into the Game of Thrones world and you just feel it instantly, you know. It was like you didn't miss a beat. You know, performances are incredible. Paddy Considian as um, King Viserys is such a great performer the way he carries the weight and burden of being king and you see it weighing on him both physically and mentally he conveys it so well and then you had um, Millie, Millie Alcock as, as Rene Rhys and also the other actress as um, Alice Alicent which did fantastically well and then to see that of course their own um, we had a 10 year jump in the episode 6 so Millie Alcock and other actress had to leave and then you had them being replaced by MRDRC yeah, and Olivia Cook. And my goodness, same thing. It's like this keep a bit seriously. If you showed someone, I'm pretty, like I was almost calm, especially with the actress playing both um, the two actresses playing Alicent. It feels like they literally waited. They shot the, first, the episode five and waited ten years and they brought them brought the same actresses back. The casting is just too solid. The, 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 the tension, the performances are so great. I mean. I don't really have much negative to say about the dragon because even though there's there have been some one or two lapses here and there, the show about her has been so phenomenal. You know, like and what I like about the show is that it doesn't lean on on, on um, lip service and fan service. You know, because you know they could they could just rehash a lot of or bring back or, or you know kind of reference a lot of things going to happen. They, they do reference things that are going to happen in Game of Thrones, obviously, with the song song of Ice and Fire. But I love the fact that it is its own narrative. I mean. I have friends that said watching the show because of me and because how much I hyped it that I've never seen Game of Thrones and they're already hooked. You know, so it doesn't there's of course there'll be some things that they will foreshadow that you you'll be like, oh, you know, it's nice seeing a learning story Baratheon in the in the background. But the performances, man, you know, um Coriel's too is incredible. You have um um what's the more the, the hand of the king auto tower played by Rhys Evans, an underrated actor in my opinion. All in all, man, and, and what I really like about this show is the fact that it's called House of the Dragon, right? And then you expect that, okay, you see a lot of dragons, undoubtedly, but I love the fact that the dragons aren't just, you know, they don't overshadow the story. Like, I love the fact that 
I mean, there's some episodes. I think my favorite episode so far was like episode five. I think that was the wedding, uh, you know, the, the engagement, and there was only one shot, shot of the dragons. And I remember being so engrossed in the story itself, the narrative, those building action. But just because of how the political intrigue that they've written into the story, it just captivates me entirely. And if, so when I see the dragons, I get more in awe because I'm not fatigued by seeing them. House of the Dragon, right now for me, is at a very solid 9 over 10. It's such a good show. It, like I said, you know, despite whatever lapses might be there, it, it, it's positive at least negative by a freaking mile. And I'm loving it exceedingly. I, I, episode 6 was really great. Man, I, the 10-year jump, I was really worried of how giant would be. But I love the fact that we, when they started, you get a bit confused. I mean, all of us were already, already knew because it had been announced it was going to be a 10-year jump. But then you see the, the, the you see Alison's children, you see Renaris's children. And I love how through the dialogue, without any heavy exposition, they kind of catch up to speed. You know how old each kid kind of is. You know how many years has passed. You know what has unfolded in the background, things like that. And that was really brilliant. So anyway, House of Dragon kicking it by, up a notch right now. I can't wait. I hope the show continues momentum to the very end. Well, on the other side, um, I know it's going to sound like an unfair comparison because I was excited for both shows because they are both fantasy epics that were coming to the script, small screens. Um, alongside House of Dragon, I was really excited for, or I am so excited for, um, Lord of the Rings, Rings of Power. Now, what I'm going to say is this. Um, it's a beautiful show, undoubtedly. The money definitely speaks for itself. You, you, you can definitely tell where the money goes when you see Rings of Power, especially when scenes in Numenor, 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 yeah, the island nation. Of man, you can definitely see the power. The, the, the when you see they love nice cinematography, large scales, um, sans, um, landscapes when, when the camera pulls back. When you're following the hardfoots walking through, all I know. The only my major issue rings of power is the pacing. Um, yes, I understand that it's kind of building up its own lore, you know, and stuff. So they're telling multiple stories from left and right, but there doesn't seem to be a cohesive nature to the overall narrative, and I'm worried about that. Now, the show isn't bad actually at all. Um, of course, I have more expectations considering the amount of money that was spent on it. I feel like if you can spend all that money on CGI and effects, you should be able to get quality writers or at least, you know, ensure to scrutinize your script and make sure it's top notch. Um, so far, I love the character of Elrond and Durin. I love their camaraderie. I love their banter when they get together. I just love how natural and easy flowing it goes. You understand why Durin has this grudge or initial grudge against Elrond and things like that. Um, did, um, the half foods I found it quite cute, uh, and, and I love that kind of sense of wonder that Noreen is feeling, especially with the stranger. This kind of relationship they are building is quite in- intriguing. Um, I'm not gonna lie, I was in the, the Southlands with the, with the men, um, that was with the black elf and the brown, brown wing woman. I'm not most interested in that to be honest. Like, it, it's intriguing, you know, something is coming, they should ADAR and all that stuff, but it's not the most intriguing part for me. Um, Galadriel was someone that, at first I didn't mind her, I understood her rage and everything, but and I don't know if it's the performance that she was, the actress was given, but she's coming off a little bit, um, what was the word I'm looking for, not just annoying, annoying is even understandable, insufferable, yeah that's what I'm looking for, and I, I really hope we get to see um, her character fleshed out more, because she's seeming very one dimensional, yeah I know she's fueled by hatred and, and drive and all, I know that people complain that she was never a warrior in the books and all that. I never read the books, so you know, so I don't really care about that. I, but I, I'm also having issues with her. I mean, you look at something like House of Dragon. Again, I know it's an unfair comparison, but I just have to do that. You look at her and you see 
there's a lot of female characters there that are well developed with their flaws and all you buy into their kind of conviction wings of power is just it's, it's getting there for me don't get me wrong every time I, I sit back to watch it and i'm entertained um but i don't i, I mean considering the, the scale of what it was it's not just there for me i do like um l erendil i believe yeah erendil yeah the father of isildur i like i like him he has a very nice baritone voice and the guy is very chill very cool um but i'm just curious to see where everything is going um you know we saw those guys in the white cloaks or the white outfits and <laughs> with that eminem looking <laughs> dude and I, I like how this uh <laughs> we like mephisto uh with with um, wonder vision everybody kept on theorizing we, we kind of have, have this whole thing with sauron now because nobody really knows who sauron is and I, I feel like that's probably a good thing and that's maybe the smartest thing they've been able to do in lord of the rings in these rings of power tv show because everyone was expecting to see sauron sooner or later but to see that we're not sure a lot of people are, I, I actually thought it was going to be adar we don't know if it's adar yet um you know there's a lot of people theorizing it could be the stranger i, I do think the stranger is a wizard i think he's a wizard is probably a relative to gandalf um, or a brother who knows um some people are theorizing maybe halbrand a, a, a really cool character too that i like um you know he's foreshadowed to lead the kings of men and things like that so yeah just crazy how the theories abound and things like that we don't know where things are going of course brownie's son the kid with the um blade the kind of Sauron blade that is kind of a half blade um, that's gonna play in for them. But all in all, um, I think Wings of Power could be better. Uh, I do like the dialogue for the most part, to be honest. Yeah, I do like dialogue, and I like how it's a bit more mature than I expected. I'm, I'm not just talking about gore or violence, but it's there's a lot of maturity with the storytelling, which I was really scared, scared about or scared for. But yeah. All in all, giving of power a seven over ten so far because I mean it's beautiful. Definitely, when you watch it on the screen, it's it's definitely beautiful. Um, some of the characters are actually doing doing it for me. Some aren't, but I'm curious to see where everything ends up. All right, next uh, we have Andor. Now I was always excited for this show because okay, I'm not gonna lie. Initially, I was a bit befuddled as to why I don't do a show on Andor. Now Rogue One is actually my favorite Star Wars movie. Of the current generation hell i might say or ever actually i mean including even the first trilogy because as much as i like the first trilogy i watched them a bit late so i'm not as endeared to them as most people are but i loved rogue one absolutely it did a good job of setting up the star wars you understand the scale of the cosmic battle you could understand the characters you could you could see the the, the kind of the, the um the, the grudge between both rebel rebels and the and the Galactic Empire, if you felt the skill of it, and that was an issue I'd be having with things like Boba Fett and, and Obi-Wan, you couldn't really feel the scale of the show. But this, uh, but um, Rogue One did a good job. Then Andor was announced, and I loved Diego Luna as Andor in, as Cassian Andor in the Rogue One movie. But I was really like, why are we doing a, a, a prequel? A prequel of a prequel, basically, on a character that we know dies in Rogue One anyway. But boy, was I, was I not prepared? I wasn't ready for what I was going to see because Andor, in the first three episodes so far have been magnificently brilliant. Seriously, like, first of all, let's talk about the cinematography. It's beyond short, jaw dropping. It's like a freaking movie, hands down. Now, um, look, there's the old argument about practical versus CG and blah, blah, blah. I'm someone that believes that certain things benefit from 
one over the other you know, certain things benefit from practical effects some benefit from cgi the volume is the volume is an incredible piece of technology obviously that was used on the mandalorian and it works to great effect unfortunately he has limitations which were, which was kind of evident in obi-wan and even um, some scenes in the book of boba fett but what i love about Android is of course a lot of it was shot practical like you can tell it feels practical you know the scenes in the junkyard or the scrapyard feels very tangible you know when you see everything is kind of re- reminiscent of something from Blade Runner to an extent and I, and, I, and I mean that in the most positive way you know the performances are incredible man Diego Luna the, the, the character that plays Bix you know um, Flor- Florence Fiona Shaw too a lot of, all of them are doing really good work on the show and I, another thing I really liked about Andor I couldn't put my finger on it at first but then upon revision I, I think I understand why I like it more is that the characters actually feel genuine I know this sounds weird but in Book of Boba Fett and things like even um, Obi-Wan, especially Book of Boba Fett, the characters there don't feel real. They feel like caricatures. They feel like they feel like staples, you know. Look, for example, those um, biker, um, the, the upgraded biker guys with their colorful bikes or Vespa gang in Book of Boba Fett. They just didn't feel real. But you watch something like this, and I love how they're tackling things, things of like bureaucracy, while seeing a bureaucratic rule and seeing the people talk behind it, seeing the scrapyard junkies too, and how they are getting by in life. It just has this tangibility that makes it very relatable, and I'm really excited to be what they're doing. One thing I really love is I know I know um, Tony Gilroy, the writer of the show, said the same thing that this show wasn't going to pay any unnecessary fan service. Now, fan service is something that can be done beautifully and effectively. Case in point, the Mandalorian season two, when they brought back Boba Fett and even um, um, Luke Skywalker at the end of um, that episode of season two was beautiful fan service. I also still further the plot, but then in the book of Boba Fett, it was just unnes- a lot of unnecessary fan service. Like given an episode that didn't have Boba Fett in it at, at all, and he had one that had him cameo in it, which was just bizarre. But Andor is just doing a, a fantastic job right now and i cannot wait to see more for me it's a solid eight out of, out of ten and I, I can't wait to see more all right moving on um the controversial she-hulk obviously um now this is this is the thing i'm actually enjoying shock more than i thought i would to be honest um the show advertised itself as something and it's delivering on that promise you know it's it is what it is it's it's, it's meta it's like a legal drama so a legal comedy drama and in the vein of Ale McBeal and all that jazz and um, I've, I've, overall I've liked it as well um, some episodes are not so great um, it's too short definitely each episode is too short that's, that's a huge bummer the CGI oh my goodness I know I know it's a TV series I know the the, the, the VFX pipeline is kind of overcrowded and overworked and blah 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 but there are a lot of scenes of She-Hulk especially when she's wearing, she's wearing her office suit that look horrendous which she's swinging her arms the, the the kind of the texture on her skin the colorization oh it's just usually off whenever she's kind of in, in tights or something less kind of flowy you know it it, it covers her well i have to credit tatiana maslani first of all for performing for her performance it's incredible um i'm actually enjoying it so far the last episode wasn't my wasn't really great for me uh, that's the scene the wedding episode but I did enjoy some. I like the abomination episode a lot, um, more than a lot of people. But I, th- I thought I think Shiok is, like I said, delivering on what he promised. It's not great. It's not bad either. It's kind of in between, but it's a bit skewed towards more of the positive side. But I'm, I'm actually enjoying what I'm watching, and um, I'm looking forward to how it's gonna wrap up. Of course, everyone's facing, you know, Daredevil, Matt Murdock showing up. I wish 
wouldn't have that. I mean, look at Andor, for example. I'm looking forward to the next episode of Andor, not because I'm hoping to see Ahsoka or Luke Skywalker. I just want to see what's next in the story. And I hope She-Hulk finds his footing well. Um, you know, like I said, I enjoy it for what it is. It does a good job. Tatiana Maslany is incredible. But I really hope to see, um, you know, more of it. I feel like it, this is the thing. The show is meant to be a comedy, right? But it's not funny enough to be a comedy and it's not serious enough to be a drama. So it's kind of model directionless a little bit. And um, I'm, I'm really hoping that some of the stories, because I, I feel like if you don't go wacky, they should go more wacky. I like some of the courtroom drama stuff, no matter how ridiculous they are. I mean, the old Wong um, social swing each other thing was a bit ridiculous, but I kind of dug it. The whole Mr. Immortal thing too was kind of intriguing as well. But I'm really hoping that the show picks up and gets more fleshed out. Yeah. For me, I'll give She-Hulk um, a 6.5 by 10 actually. I, I, I like the first couple of episodes, but that's kind of doing a little bit. But I hope it picks up before that. Then lastly, um, this is a show that was way under my radar. I didn't know anything about it. I came across a, a, a trailer for it on IGN by mistake. And I watched the first episode and I've been hooked since then. And I'm talking about the latest sci-fi animation called pantheon it's such a good show my goodness i'm four episodes in of five rather and the bizarre thing is for an animation it has barely any action but my goodness the philosophical themes are incredible so basically it's a world where humans can have their consciousness uploaded into like you know the mainframe of the cloud i guess and then shenanigans ensue because he has no corporations trying to use people even after you're dead quote-unquote to kind of influence things in the market and things like that and then it, it has such a grounded story yet a very fantastical concept and it does it very well the themes of, of morality the themes of philosophy that you know the, the debates that come about about soul if somebody is uploading into, into the cloud are they still human are they human enough that they can still feel and things like that pantheon really surprised me man and it's funny because when i watched the trailer the trailer showed only the action most mostly action and i understand that you want to get people intrigued and involved and i wouldn't think kind of explain expecting this kind of um invincible level chaos but boy was i surprised to find something even more nuanced and if you haven't seen pantheon please give it a ch- give it a, a, a watch it's incredible it's fantastic it's really fun and i'm very curious to see where everything ends up for me i'll give pantheon a solid 8.5 over 10 because it's just firing on cylinders massively you know it's it, it's um the, maybe the only drawback I might, I might i think i might spot is just that some um, the animation style is very simple but it's, it's good for what it's what it kind of offers and so there will be a little bit of some wonkiness there but at, when it comes to the story um it's delivering well and i'm really curious to see where everything wraps up if you haven't if you're not watching um pantheon please check it out i think you really love it especially if you're a fan of hard sci-fi you know the, the, the thing i really enjoy about pantheon is the, the way they show the hacking scenes yeah a lot of movies show hacking but it's kind of kind of goofy and kind of exaggerated but what i like about pantheon is it since he has to upload intelligence and people kind of going through the mainframe and things like that the hacking feels um um not not possible obviously but if it's cool looking, it's very aesthetically pleasing, but it's also a bit grounded in the sense that you can follow the logic behind it, if that makes any sense. Like the scene where the guy is moving, because he's the main friend, is moving the phone through vibrations. I mean, that was just like some clever kind of thing you can relate to. 
so yeah pointing is fantastic and i really hope to see where it goes anyway guys that's all the time i have today um thanks for tuning in um so this is just the first episode or, or the first aspect of um shenanigans i hope to do this more be more often and maybe so i can mix it up with my regular daily dosage so anyway thanks for tuning in guys as always guys so guys stay safe stay tuned yeah see you on the flip side